0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I'm super excited to be back with my next episode of Rewarding Conversations, as I am here with a local Cleveland actor, and I'm sure you're involved in many other things, but I'll start with that because that's kind of how I know you, uh, Emily, and uh, her Instagram is Emily Bishop Basu, and I will put all the links and everything in the description, but say hello to the world, Emily.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> that's Emily saying hi to the world. Thank you so much for being on this. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. It's for been sure. wild, many reschedules.
0: Yes, many reschedule. I always <laughs> appreciate people so much that are willing to reschedule with me. Uh, I've had people on the podcast where, by the time I finally did the episode, we had rescheduled—no joke—like six or seven times. Oh, and I just try to be as flexible as I possibly can. This is a chaotic time and world, so I always try to be understanding. Thank you for being understanding. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you i totally Um, get it yeah
0: so (laughs) we we met initially um i believe it was just for me casting films is that is that what it was is that
1: yeah we haven't had the face-to-face before this
0: this is our we've, first face-to-face. We've we talked had,
1: many times on social media, on yeah. posts, on messages, but we've never actually talked
0: This is our in person. intro to each other's faces speaking at the same <laughs> time. So uh, I, for those of you out there, oh, there's the cat. All right. Yes, what is Bean. the cat's name? Bean. Bean. Okay. I, we knew that Bean was going to make a presence before, and it didn't take too long before Bean was like, look, I'm here, world. Um, so... For those of you that don't know, most people probably do. I make short films in the Cleveland area. Emily has auditioned for a number of them, and I almost don't even know if this is, and you can tell me, tell me honestly, if this is a good thing to hear or not as an actor, you have been like my second choice, like three different times. Like, no, nope, that's a you, good thing, especially have, since I've
1: only auditioned for you three times. It, yes. I mean,
0: literally every <laughs> time you audition, I'm not joking. I love your auditions. You're a really good actor, and I really, really like your auditions. And for whatever reason, it's just it's not there this time or that time. But I I have found myself like it's almost funny, like determined to cast you because I really want to work with you because you audition really, really well. So let's hop right into that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you are an actor in the Cleveland area. You might have acted outside of the area or whatever. But I like to go back to the origins. Where did that bug for acting come from?
1: So I've always been very, like, imaginative. I loved stories and playing out stories. It also was the help that I was an only child. You kind of had to. And the moment that got me was I went to – it was my mom's birthday, which is actually tomorrow – so we're like happy birthday, Emily's mom. <laughs> we're like 19 years to the day almost of this. And and it was her birthday. So I was like, OK, well, we'll do whatever she wants to do. And she had liked Harry Potter before I did, uh, because I saw the first one when I was five. And it scared the how, Can I swear on this?
0: You can swear a little bit.
1: Okay. Then I, I will not.
0: I won't swear in this moment. I know, it's like, do you, you want to open up Pandora's box and just, because <laughs> that's how it is for me. If I do it once, I'm just going to keep going. So I have to really reel myself in. So I appreciate you asking. Th-
1: that's why I ask. I'm good at shutting it off, but I'm not good at flipping back and forth. Yeah. Um, so it scared the crap out of me. We'll say that. And, but I went to see it and I was just old enough to know that like the stuff in movies wasn't real. But I was seven, so I was like, how in the world does any of this happen? And thankfully, I was with my mom that loves science, and so I kept asking her. I was like, well, if, if Dobby's not real, what is that? What What is happening? <laughs> if magic's not real, how are they flying? Yeah. And so she's trying to explain it. I thought it was just so cool that you could make a, a story out, out of Nothing, essentially, and, and, and bring it to life and bring it and, and give it life and make it into something. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. Wow. So and, you um, from
0: an early age.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Then
0: when did when did you actually try to start making that happen? Were you in like school plays or community theater?
1: So I was my school. I went to a small Montessori school and they rarely did any plays. I mean, the entire time that I was there, uh, I think they did three so that was not really an option it took me a long time to get into acting and like really really pushing my parents I didn't actually get into it until I was 15 and I threw a tantrum in the middle of public square (laughs)
0: oh what did you throw a tantrum over
1: so I we had just seen um what did we see oh it was Billy Elliot we had just seen that and my parents were going on like, oh, so great. That kid was so awesome. And he must have so much passion for this and dedication. And they went on. And we're like going through, you know, how anytime you leave a show and it takes you like 30 minutes just to get out the door. Yeah. So we're we're doing that. and They're going on and on and on. And just for some reason, it just made me that mad that day. And we finally get out the theater. They're still talking about ice cream. You need to change the subject or start getting me into acting classes or something. Cause I'm not going to sit oh here gosh. the whole ride home, listening to you talk <laughs> about all these things that this kid has, Well, you have not lifted a finger for what the fact that I want to do the same thing. And I think the only, I also did in front of my grandparents in public and I was in acting a, classes like little, two weeks later.
0: Yeah. I had a little breakdown there and they were like, you know what? Maybe let's put her in an acting class. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, if you couldn't get your point across before that, that that got your point across, right?
1: Yeah. It wasn't my proudest moment, but I I can't say I regret it Yeah. <laughs> because so
0: you, you got into acting classes and mm-hmm. what type of, what type of, or do you utilize any certain acting techniques or what type of things about acting classes did you like? And then were there any things that you said, Oh, I, I don't really like this that much or that that's surprising or, you know, mm-hmm. was there any kind of surprises for you?
1: So I, you know, I always say acting's not chemistry. Uh, there's, there's not one right way to do it. There's not one right technique. Yeah. But I will always be a fan of Meisner. That will always be yep. my basis. I have done research. I've taken like small courses or workshops in all other techniques because I think it's valuable to learn. Um, and I wouldn't say that I do pure Meisner because of that because there's been things where I'm like, oh, I like that better. But I always my roots are in Meisner and I always go back to that.
0: Now, for the um, audience out there, sorry, real quick, could you just tell people who don't know what Meisner means?
1: So Meisner is an acting technique, and it's very hard to do it in a very uh, concise yeah, way. Uh, in, but in a bubble. Yeah, it's essentially training you to react in a raw and true emotionally charged way. And it, it's taking away everything except your connection to the person and what you're feeling. Yeah. So I think is the, the fastest why, I can describe Meissner. What do you think it is that drew you to that technique
0: in particular? What, Like, why do you think you connected with that?
1: I feel like I can fit it into any scenario because you're just focusing on the emotion and the connection with the person, which is something that happens in any type of script in any type of character in any type of emotion that's always happening there's nothing where there isn't two or more people connecting and having feelings that is everything that's every genre and I think that that's always helped me and it's also just I think it also helps that it's my roots I gotta be honest I think that it you know that's what I started in and I compare everything to it which isn't necessarily the best, but, and I think so, that's, you know, that it, it takes the very basics of an interaction with someone yeah. is it's, you have a point of view about them, a point of view about the situation and you have feelings and that happens yeah. in anything.
0: So uh, I'm interested in this. If you could try to pinpoint what are your absolute favorite things about acting and what are your least favorite things?
1: My favorite things are, like, the freedom of it, that you get to be any type of person, you get to be in any type of situation, you get to do all these things that you don't get to do in normal life, you get to say the things to somebody that you wish you could say, but you don't, or you get to have this life that you don't have and it might be better than your life. And so that's fun, or it might be worse than your life. So you get to have that experience without it being real. Um, but it's very hard. It's a very hard industry. And like you asked, you know, am I offended or is it a bad thing to hear that I've been the second choice? And no, because I've been on that casting end and there's a million and one reasons why you don't book it. And half of them have nothing to do with your performance. Exactly. Exactly. And it In some ways, it's nice, and in other ways, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Because I had a friend that I know didn't get cast in a film with us because he was older, like too much older than the rest of us. And yeah. it didn't make sense because they've all been friends since childhood. And so that's a valid reason to not cast someone, but it has absolutely nothing to do with his performance, and there's absolutely nothing he could do about it.
0: Yeah. It's, that's a really interesting thing. When I am casting a film, you know, because you have been on that end, you have to pay attention to so many different things. Aesthetics is a huge thing. You know, um, people looking like they belong together in terms of age or generation or whatever it may be, um, you know, aesthetics in a film is very important. And, you know, it, it's exactly like you said. It never had anything to do with your performance. You auditioned really, really well. so. Let's let's talk. I'm, I'm interested in that. Let's talk a little bit about that. What is the audition process for you like in terms of start to finish? You you see a script. How do you choose what script is of interest to you? And you say, I want to audition for this. And what does it feel like to put yourself out there on tape you know you're talking to a camera it's a silly thing that you do right I, I always talk mm-hmm. to a lot of actors about that what you do is a silly thing it doesn't mean that it's not a good thing I direct I love like it's an amazing thing but it's a silly thing so oh, yeah. how do you choose the scripts and the characters that you connect with and what's that audition process for you like
1: mm-hmm. well it's definitely if I can see any aspect of me in there in what I already see in the script that I've been given or the character description or the storyline. It's like, okay, I I already have an idea of how I'm going to tackle that and I haven't even started. That That's always the easiest. But sometimes you see something where it's like, I want to try that that's different Yeah. than me and I want to try doing that. Um. And then it just, it always depends on how much time you have because you'll get auditions where you get... A week and you get auditions where you get a day yeah and you gotta make that work um but it's always it's always finding how are you feeling and what are you doing that's the most important thing yeah. in the script and and the rest you know comes together as it as it does but once you have that then you have the scene um i used to teach the kids class at Hood, and I always told them, I was like, the lines are the least important part. Anyone who can read and speak can read lines. Yeah, focus on what you're doing, what you're feeling, this, that, and the other. Half of the auditions I've booked, I've improv'd half of it, yeah, because it came out that way. And I was like, okay, that's the one, gonna do that. Half the time I'm on set, I add or take out or change things. Yeah. And it's not like, a, oh, I I think I know this better than the writer. It's just that didn't feel right at the time, and I said yeah. it. And if the director tells me to go back and say it the right way, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But I always do that first because it's like there's a reason why this feels right, and yeah. I'm going to try it. And if I get told no, then I'll go back and do it again.
0: When I'm reviewing auditions, I genuinely am not even listening to the words that people are saying. I'm listening and watching to how they deliver it. That's all I care about. I care about the emotion behind it and how connected I think they feel to their character and how authentic it looks. The, the words, like you said, like the words don't even matter because anybody can read words off of a script. It's about how you deliver that authenticity, if you will, kind of, you know, across things. So. Um what is that what is that like for you when you you go okay I've selected a script I like this character you know you get the lines or whatever and then you go all right let's audition like do you, do you have to get kind of geared up for it do you try to do it kind of quickly like like what is that actual auditioning like for you
1: Yeah I try to do the actual taping as fast as I can I try to try to get it in one or two takes um, mostly because if I take longer, I start psyching myself out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to do that. But I make sure that I have a lot of prep. Um, the more time beforehand, I can give myself I do I try to make sure that I'm not in a time crunch, even though I am telling myself to do it in one or two takes, I try to make sure that I don't have that, you know, anything that can keep me just focused on the audition. I make sure that the little orange one over here is not in the way, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't doesn't work anymore right now where I'm living right doesn't now. Doesn't really but. matter what you want.
0: <laughs> the Bean's going to get what he, whatever he wants.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, her nickname's Princess for a reason.
0: Princess, I like <laughs> that. Um, so when you look at scripts and you look at characters have you found that you typically get more excited and geared towards characters that are exact opposite of you or more similar to
1: you? I think I get the most excited for characters that are mostly similar, but have like a big difference. If that makes sense. Like there's that one big thing that's like, that's totally not me.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. But like
1: 75% is me. I think that that's the most, interesting to me you know this character that has my sense of humor and my backstory but makes this choice that I would never ever make in my entire life and I think that that's the most fun to play with because it's like okay well there there is a context where I would make this decision because I am that close to this character so what what is that and I think that that's just really interesting to find when it's that okay most of this is but that one, that's not,
0: (laughs) do you have any dream roles? Do you have any, whether it's an actual story or, you know, a film that you would like to do or whatever, or, you know, just a type of character you would like to play. Are there any kind of dream roles for you in your head of saying like, Oh, I would love to just do this.
1: Um, I don't know if I could like pick, One in particular, I lean a lot towards, like, thriller, horror, Mm -hmm. drama. Um, My girlfriend made a joke that she wasn't going to consider me to have range until I was in something that wasn't about murder. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I realized that the entire time that we had been dating, the the only thing that I had booked that wasn't about murder was a training video.
0: So I mean, she you had, would you had established see. a track record.
1: I did, and the, I, I recently have booked four different things that weren't about murder. And so every time I do, I'm like, "Look, look, I'm not The Honda <laughs> not about murder. <laughs> look, I'm branching out. I'm being creative. Exactly.
0: <laughs> There's really no funny. murder. <laughs> do you uh, have you ever done comedy?
1: I have. Um, I just wrapped a comedy yesterday. I oh cool tend to be more of on the drama end yeah. because drama and comedic acting are two different animals completely. completely. And I, anytime that I have done comedy, I am more of the straight character okay. because I can do the, the reacting and like the, wow, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing yeah. that happened. But the, in comedy, it's, it's believing in absolutely ridiculous ideas or circumstances and i find that harder to like trick myself in this like scenario that's that's not very realistic whereas the drama it's it's finding that true emotion but all the things that happen are are things that happen and i find that easier but then there's people that are the opposite which i completely understand
0: it's a really weird thing because I'm a very, very goofy person in my real life. And I have never written everything I've directed. I've written and I've never written anything funny. I think writing funny Same. is like the hardest thing in the yeah. world. I,
1: I can't write funny. I I've, I've have write, written.
0: Yeah. People that can write funny, I think, are like the most <laughs> creative people in the world because every time I sit down to write. Just intensity comes out, like drama comes out, like life altering <laughs> situations come out. And I'm like, I just live my life laughing and being goofy. And yet I don't write anything funny because it's really difficult. It's super difficult to just go, OK, I'm going to be funny right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like funny is situational for me. It's not like let me sit down and write a script. Uh, so people that can write comedy like hats off to you, Bravo. Uh, Absolutely. I think it's, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. Have you speaking of have you ever written, directed, produced like any behind the scenes stuff or are you mainly just an actor?
1: So I I went to school and I got a film production degree. So I did in school and it was there that I found I don't really like other aspects of filmmaking. And I wouldn't say that I don't like them. It's anything in film is a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of effort. And I found that I don't like them enough for that. You know, if you want to make a career out of it, if you really want to make something out of it, you have to put hours and hours and hours in that. And I have that drive for acting. And I found I don't have that drive for design. I don't have that drive for cinematography. And yeah. so I went, uh, and that was that was one thing that I liked about going to college is I I did all those roles and I was like, well, this was fun but I can't see myself spending my time doing that. And then if I were to try to, that takes away from time that I could be doing what I am really passionate about. Yeah. So what, I have, um, Sorry, but it's been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Have you been, have you done primarily like indie stuff? Have you done any bigger budget things? I know you said you've done commercials. I was just curious if you had sort of a, a question that I like to talk to people about all the stuff that I do is very indie, very low budget Uh, You know, I like to have a conversation with people if they have that experience of what are the primary differences that you've experienced of being on a very, very low micro budget and being on a set that's got a little bit more of a budget to it. Like, are there any like real big differences that you've experienced?
1: So it. It really all depends on the set because there's been indies that are amazing and efficient and professional and then there's been commercials that are hot messes and stuff like yeah. that but it's let's just throw money at it it'll be fine yeah exactly <laughs> um and it's you know you get an efficiency and an order to bigger budget stuff that is nice in some ways it's you get in you get out you get going um but at the same point you're not connected with everyone and that's something that i love about indie. is yeah. it's you get connected with everyone it's you regardless of what your role is you have a relationship and and a connection with the actors and the director and design people and cinematographer and grips and and anyone who's on it you have that connection you know whereas like Yesterday, I just wrapped a television pilot and I only got to get close to the other actors as everything else was so reserved and far away. And I, you know, chatted a little bit to people here and there, but there's, you know, in an indie set, I would have known this guy over here and I can totally see him in my head and I can't think of his name because we were on totally different levels because he was a PA and I was an actor and we were on separate things because it's that kind of production. And it makes yeah. me sad. I saw him for three days and I, I can tell you what he looks like, but I can't tell you his name and I can't tell you anything about him. But if that was an indie, there's no way I would have spent 15 hours on set and not known him. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm always curious about that kind of difference. I've only ever worked with you know, small budget doing everything myself, you know, so it's always interesting to hear the the differences in the levels and how things kind of change. Does that change your preparation at all? When you know that you're going into a very kind of micro budget indie more tight knit set, as opposed to like a big commercial or something? Does your does your approach change your preparation, your mindset? Or do you kind of stay universally the same no matter what you're doing?
1: I do stay universally the same. There is when you have something bigger in terms of time to prep and time to like get ready to do a scene is the downside of having extra camaraderie in a indie set is sometimes there's people talking to you while you're trying to prepare for your scene and they're making jokes and there's all this stuff and so I have to prep myself to know that that's going to happen and that doesn't always because there's very conscious of that people that are making indie films and can say, Hey, oh, hey, she's preparing. We'll, we'll talk during our break for lunch. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen as often. So I do, when it's an indie, I prep myself for having to figure out how to battle that while also prepping for my scene. And I have found that with the bigger budget, you don't have that because you're already separated. You don't have to worry yeah. about battling that, which is nice before the scene, but it's it's in that downtime that you, you miss that connection.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So are there any current or future projects that you are working on or hope to be working on that you can talk about with the world or is everything you're working on kind of under wraps?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I can't really say much. Look at you being a pilot.
0: high profile secretive actor. I love that. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. <laughs> um,
0: but it sounds like an exciting opportunity.
1: Yeah, very exciting. It it was so much fun, so much fun. Um, I got to play a character that swore as much as me, which was great. Yes. <laughs> Especially I... when goofs happened. I I will say uh, the lead actor accidentally spilled uh, like three cans of beers on one of the extras. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, totally not her fault. Uh, they thought that they were empty and the director told her to knock them over and they weren't empty. And they were not empty. <laughs> and that was one, you know, because of the nature of one, just what happened. And then also the character, I was totally able to just go. What the fuck? <laughs> <So> That's <laughs> we, awesome. <laughs> That's and really
0: it funny. worked like
1: that. And that, it, it was a very fun set. Um, so that was fun. I have a show coming up in December. I'm trying to slow down a little bit as I'm going to be moving soon because I've been constant projects from end of August until yesterday. So I'm I am slowing down a little bit to just one the holidays coming up and and having that and then also. Are you moving somewhere like
0: far away or still staying kind of? Moving to Atlanta. Oh, so I don't mean this as any disrespect, but this is the first thing that came at. You're one of those people now. <laughs> I feel like everybody is either moving to like Austin or Atlanta. Everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're leaving Cleveland. Okay, we're losing another, we're losing another Cleveland artist. Congratulations. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Congrats. Thank you. So how excited are you for that?
1: It's been very exciting. It just kind of fell into my lap uh, because... Yeah i was going to my housing was going to be up and i was debating i'm like i want i've been thinking about moving to a bigger market maybe this is the time and i was thinking it over and then like a week later i found out that my job was closing and was going was going to be decision for you yeah it was going to be done around the same time i was like well
0: (laughs) well now that this has happened
1: (laughs) i think this is the time to go
0: no in all seriousness congratulations that's amazing I, uh, I just say that because I've talked to, like, a couple different people that are moving to Atlanta and a couple that are going to Austin. And I'm like, everybody's going to Atlanta mm. and Austin. Like, apparently <laughs> that's the place to be. But uh, so, see, I should have cast you in something because now I've lost my opportunity to work with you. That's just mm-hmm. how that works, I guess. But uh, that's really, really cool. And I'm happy for you. Uh, are you when you get out there? So so maybe explain this to me a little bit, because I'm curious about this. Why is Atlanta becoming such a popular location for actors?
1: Well, it's definitely cheaper than somewhere like L.A. I mean, you get it; it's so close to Cleveland rates. You know, it's it's only a little bit more, and depending on where you go, so it it, that's a big thing. Um, that's one of the biggest things for me. Is also I know the most people there out of like anywhere that's not Cleveland. I know the most people there, so you know I'm not going to be alone there. Yeah, but it's there's a lot going on and it's all very new and there still isn't as many people there so you have all these opportunities and you have less competition and it's it's also i went down there apartment hunting and just in my opinion it feels so much more welcoming being there it's not as grind 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 as la which is nice especially coming from a smaller area but also just nice in general yeah I like that that's
0: really cool I mean I'm hoping that that goes well because like I said I know people that are that are going there and it seems like a popular destination and it's really cool that you know people there you have people there that you already have connections with in relationships with so congratulations on that and I'm hoping that I get to post this podcast and then someday I'm like, Oh, remember when I interviewed (laughs) Emily on here and she's on this show now that's really successful or this movie or whatever. (laughs) So I have this podcast forever that I get to brag about, uh, because honestly, um, I'm not just, I promise you, I've told other people in my life this before I got on this, like people close to me, uh, you are, you really, really audition really well. Um, you you are, you are very authentic i always feel like you are connected to the characters Uh, you are you're great with communication you respond back very quickly to things and i I just with a a lot of people that i've worked with in the local area you just are one of those people that i've had a really great interaction with and you're always very prompt and you're very efficient and you're thorough and your auditions are good so i feel like you have all these amazing building blocks (laughs) and you're just ready to go so i'm super excited to see what happens when you go to atlanta so congrats and good luck with that Thank you. Now, before I let you go, mm-hmm. do you mind if we do a fun little quick rapid fire Q&A? Sure. All right. Awesome. So uh, first question, what is your favorite late night snack?
1: Um, I normally will go for like chips and hummus, but I like the spicy hummus.
0: Oh, I love spicy hummus. I was just literally sitting around my dinner table last night eating hummus, so that's great. Uh, what is your dream vacation? Sorry, Bean just almost fell Bean. off the bed. Bean! What, <laughs> what is your dream vacation?
1: My dream vacation, um, I have always either wanted to go to Ireland and or Romania, because that's where my families are from. Very cool. And especially Romania, because... Both my grandparents were, I think, actually only my grandmother, um, were first-generation Americans. So everyone that they knew were from Romania. And they have all these stories of being in Romania. I was like, I would love to go and see where my family's from.
0: That's awesome. Um, Tell me about things or a
1: thing that makes you sad. Uh, (laughs) Many things. Um, But I'll go with... uh, this one cuz she's right in front of me but any time that we have any medical issues as yeah. she has quite quite a few and any time that we have to go through a surgery or to the emergency room she's been a couple times or having to deal with medicine it's yeah it's always well, hard and especially she's with a cat now. she's
0: hmm? spunky now
1: Oh yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> What are things that make you happy
1: Um also this one uh <laughs> yeah Um, Being able to make movies uh, Having times with friends Pink, get your tail on my face Um, (laughs) (laughs) Spending time with friends I've been a big runner For a long time So anytime I get to do that It's also Something that makes me happy
0: Last question What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Um Don't be afraid to use your voice. Yeah. And just because others aren't listening to it doesn't mean you should not be using it. Oof,
0: that hit. Wow. (laughs) All right. Well said. Uh, Words of wisdom from Emily. Um, Emily, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. It was great to talk to you and kind of get your insight into the industry and how you view things. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good luck in Atlanta. Um, Thank you. see nothing but the best things for you, and I would love to continue to check in on you and kind of see what happens in your future. So thank you for doing this, um, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you. You too. For all of you out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.